Hello and welcome to Geek Sweat. Uh, this is part three of uh, Terra Terra, my look at uh, horror films and uh, from around the world. And this week we are doing Great Britain because, um, you know, we should do really. <laughs> at some point. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, joining me to talk about uh, British horror films are uh, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hello, hello. And hello, Malachi MKH. Hi, Stephen. Can I just say I'm a bit offended that you invited me on the Terror Terror episode with the least spice. It is. It's the least spice of them all. Yeah. You should have done the Japan. Yeah, or even American. But you know what? (laughs) But you know what? Are you here because you're a Brit? Um, I, I guess it is. It's, it's like what's it called? Subconscious racism again. Yeah. <laughs> From I think the I makers was on the, of Terra Terra. <laughs> I think I was on the Japan one because you know all the all all the same dot com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um, no. But thank you for having me, nonetheless. No problem. No problem. Um, so we're going to talk about. Um, well, when you think about British horror films, then normally the first thing you think about, I think, unless you're going to tell me wrong, that people think about Hammer horror. Is did you do you think I'm right in that? I know nothing about British horror. So oh, have you, this is my introduction to have you, heard, you heard about Hammer before? No. Oh, okay, okay. But I recognise the style once yeah, I yeah, once I yeah. kind of seen the, the two films. I I I grew up on stuff like The Sixth Sense and oh. um what's that what's that one in the woods? Um Blair Witch Project. Okay. So, yeah, I, I would not know about British. Okay, so oh, I forget yeah. that I'm older than all of you. So well, is the, I don't think it's a, the age thing. I think it's more that I, I'm a ignorant film watcher and horrors never jumped out at me as a genre. Okay, yeah. okay. I always found horrors to be comedies because That's what I'm saying. especially like things like halloween h2o and mm. all of those i love how you pick the worst halloween film like everyone all like when they think about the halloween franchise they always talk about h2o jeepers creepers i like that jeepers creepers yeah but i, I just just a bit comedic <laughs> for me because Jeep, because Jeep, is that I, the one like jewel but then it goes a bit mad well <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, it's it's the guy that comes around every seventy five years, isn't it? With the wings, he comes, he awakens and eats people's faces, and then he goes. Oh, is there to... no truck in it? It's chasing them. Yeah, he's, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. They're on a bus, and but there's three Jeepers Creepers films at least. Oh, I can't remember which one I saw. I only saw one. Yeah, there's three, and like, yeah, he comes around every seventy five. It's weird, but yeah. yeah. Okay, then. So we're talking Still. about Hammer Horror. Hammer Pictures were founded in nineteen thirty four. Um, they didn't really. They aren't really much until about 19 late 1950s when they started to um when they did a, an adaptation of Nigel Neal's big BBC television science fiction hit the Quatermass experiment they heard of the Quatermass experiment no no okay so Quatermass experience is very important in the history of um a British TV it kind of it influenced among others Doctor Who and the Avengers it's about a, a scientist who kind of investigates uh, uh, weird things. And um, it was the first, um, my, my dad remembers watching it as a child and it was like his favourite programme. It was, it was like, love Quatermass. It was sort of pre-Doctor Who. It was, mm. it was, okay. it was about five, it was te- nearly 10 years before Doctor Who. And h- how many years did that run for? Uh, well, it, it was, they were done, there was a TV version, which yeah. it was in a number of parts, but then, um, Hammer got the uh, rights to do a film version of it. Yeah. So there's two versions. There's there's TV 
stories and then there's film versions of those stories and this happens with one two and three but not four because there's a weird like hippie one we'll talk about hippies in a minute obviously yeah because of our second <laughs> film um yeah so there's that and then hammer so hammer uh they produced the quite quite a mass experiment directed by val guest val guest is uh will direct a lot of hammer horror films um perhaps but then they kind of Got into it. There's a number of people that are that are very linked with uh, Hammer, like Terence Fisher. He directed uh, the Curse of Frankenstein, Dracula, the Mummy, and then you got um, Roy Ward Baker, who directed Quatermass in the Pit, and Doctor Jekyll and Sister Hyde, and the Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. You got Jimmy Sangster, who was a writer on a lot of the films. He wrote Curse of Frankenstein and Dracula. So th- these are all people who became famous through being. Um, connected with uh hammer horror and hammer kind of you know they're kind of it's kind of like carry on but with a horror so mm. sex comedies and horror that's what british film production companies did and then you got you know james bond that's the other big one mm. so these were the three kind of big franchises in the 60s and 70s yeah, the carry on films the james bond films and hammer horror films and the two main stars of hammer uh of hammer horror films were uh, Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Um, so Peter Cushing was born in 1913 on the eve of the First World War. Um, he's mainly now known for horror films. Um, are you you, uh, you you know Peter Cushing from Star Wars? Maybe. Yeah, I was going to say like uh, for those listening out there, he wasn't he wasn't the reason they went to the First World War because you said he he was born. Oh on yeah, the yeah, eve. his birth necessitated the. Um, <laughs> World War One, apparently, yeah. Um, he he's known as a very lovely chap. He was he's a great guy, but he 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 got his um he was typecast in horror films, but then he made a complete career out of it, and is mm. became a very unknown person. And then, of course, his um his great friend and completely different, a, a much uh, sterner Tory Christopher Lee, very mm. tall man, very uh um. Oh, tall, very, what would you call it? Um, Kind of, how would you describe Christopher Lee? He's got a very uh, unique voice. Like, you know, you you know, when you you hear Christopher Lee, Mm. I think he's got quite a distinctive face as well. Yeah. yeah. And he just looks like a vampire, whatever vampire looks like. And it, it makes sense why he, he basically made that genre of horror explode. Yeah, yeah. So the first, I think the first horror film that they did together was The Curse of Frankenstein, which is the one of the films I got you to watch. Mm. How did you enjoy The Curse of Frankenstein? Um, I, I think the concepts of anyone wanting to bring people back from the dead is just weird anyway. Okay. Like, I, like instead of, like, I don't know, wanting to prolong life, you want to see people die and then bring them back alive. That's obviously a serious God complex. And yeah. this film in particular, I, I, I was laughing at a lot of the um, the threads within it. So his his best friend, I can't remember what, what, what the doctor was called in the film. His best friend was trying to warn off his cousin who was... So his cousin was promised to Dr. Frankenstein yep. as a wife. 
And his best friend's objection to it was that you don't know him. Not mm. that they're fucking related, which blew my <laughs> head off. Well, like, they could have been like second cousins. No, they the... were first cousins. First cousins. Yeah, they were first cousins. It was the weird, like he came around and she was a child. Is it all around? Yeah. It wasn't even allowed back then. No, it probably was. You, you, can, you, can, you can still marry your cousin to this day. You can marry your first cousin. That's oh, as close as you can get really? in relation. Yeah, it's weird in this country. Fair. But... Um, okay. He went around the house, saw this child, and because she was promised to him, mm. because did who was funding who? Because well, there was some type was, of exchange he, of money, wasn't he, he it? He was funding um, the cousin and the mother. Yeah, exactly. And aunt. Yeah, I the aunt. Say. Well, I think yeah, yeah the aunt. Yeah, because Frankenstein was the wealthy one, and. So he went around, started funding the aunt and the cousin, and then he got promised a child. But then it turns out he was banging his maid anyway. Yeah. This guy was like, they, they, <laughs> they did everything possible to make him an unlikable character. Yeah. I mean, Baron Frankenstein is kind of un- unlikable. I've, he's meant to be, I think. It, it's interesting because, I mean, we got the Frankenstein film and the Dracula film. So Christopher Lee plays the innocent one in one and the guilty one in the other. And then they swap around. Peter Cushing plays the kind of the guilty one in Frankenstein and the, and the, you know, the good innocent one in, in, in Dracula. So that's, um, that's something. Um, yeah. Um, how did you, I mean, have you seen other versions of Frankenstein before? How did you think about the makeup? Because you didn't get the whole. The electrodes coming out of his neck. Yeah. It was kind of tried to do. I think that's because, um, so they're kind of based on, I should, I've brought this up before, but kind of in the 1930s, Universal Studios in America, they started making a, a load of horror films which made stars of people like Bela Lugosi and Boris Karloff and Lou Cheney and people like that. And I think Hammer Horror is kind of like them trying to do the same thing, but in a British way. Mm. So they can't, they couldn't actually use the um, the makeup that was used on Frankenstein in the original Frankenstein movies in America. So I'm wondering how you think did they do well to kind of was Frankenstein was his realization good for you? Go on, Jamie, you first. Oh, you know what? I I think the stereotypical Frankenstein is the one with the electrodes coming out of his neck. Yeah, yeah. So to see this one, which is just basically a stitch up, yeah, reanimated corpse. Really. Yeah, yeah, reanimated corpse. Um. There's a certain creepiness to it, yeah, yeah. But in the genre of horror, it wasn't horrific. Okay, because um, um in, in the actual original novel by Mary Shelley, Frankenstein isn't got the bolts and everything. He is mm-hmm. quite normal looking, just kind of. Well, even the electrodes in your neck is a bit stupid because if you want to stimulate the brain, wouldn't you just put it in the head? <laughs> I just, I've never understood why you'd have electrodes in the neck. But um, in terms of this guy, I thought the practical effects were were cool. Yeah. Um, I felt that the guy who was uh, who was actually the monster did a great job of being a, a monster. Silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, being yeah. being a monster. I think um, it it was just so weird how Frankenstein. As soon as he just didn't like someone, he just threw, <laughs> just, threw just threw the person like into the here, room with Frankenstein. It's like here's my pit. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll feed you to my pet. Yeah, and, and the poor, the poor maid. Like, all she wanted to be is taken seriously. Said, "All right, bitch, <laughs> come and meet me down here." Like, is it this? Like, I I know he's supposed to be unlikable, but I felt they were laying it on a bit thick in this mm. alliteration. 
of Dr. Frankenstein. I thought they were just going, they were going balls to the wall in terms of making the man unlikable. I mean, is, is, is he supposed to be unlikable in the books as well? Because I haven't read the books. Well, for, I mean, Dr. Frankenstein is is like a mono. It's just got one thing. One to track, do, yeah. Bring people I mean, back to life. Because I, I, th- I think there's always that element, you know, humanity is kind of like, I don't want the people around me to die. And if they die, I want to be able to bring them back. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's his, his frame of mind. He wasn't yeah. really thinking about the consequences. It was just like... I need to make this dead thing alive. That is my whole existence. That's yeah, I mean, what he's single-minded and his, and his desire isn't actually bad in that he, you know, he just wants people not to die. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. that's so. Of- yes. So in, in that respect, it's kind of like, oh, okay, he's trying to do something good, but then he does all this bad stuff to, to kind of get there. And I was thinking, like, was there a shortage of corpses back then or something? Why did he have to start... I think he just needed the body to be fresh. Yeah, that's what, it was. Yeah, it was. It was, it was weird. like I thought. I read a story. Well, I didn't read a story. So I don't read. I can't read. But anyway, <laughs> I, I'm sure I heard of a story where he started going to the morgue and started paying the uh, the technician in there. For that fresh was a thing, though. Back in yeah, what, I, yeah, exactly. Was, yeah, resurrectionists. Yeah, and I thought maybe that would have been a more uh, I guess humane way of Frankenstein, uh, Dr. Frankenstein to operate. But like, like you've just covered, like what he's trying to do is quite noble in a sense. So what is this obsession with making him unlikable? Like, are we, I suppose it's about kind of, I mean, it's a Gothic, it's a Gothic horror story and Gothic horror is really about kind of old things. Um, it's it's about it's kind of fear of technology is what gothic mm. is all about. Yeah. So in this, you got the scientist Victor Frankenstein. Yeah. And he's the bad guy because he wants technology and he wants to yeah. make it all better. Whereas kind of like what what's actually happening is this old kind of you know he can't do it. It's not good enough, and he makes it worse. Mm. So and it's the same thing in um, with Dracula. That's another um, because um, it's all going back to old times and vampires from like hundreds of years ago. So it's a, a gothic story is always about kind of like a thing that's forgotten from the past coming back to kind of... Um, Stuff to, of legend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shall we talk about Dracula now? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And, oh, uh, so originally originally I asked uh, Jamie and uh, MKH to watch this and uh, the original Dracula film. But then I thought um, they might be a little bit samey because they're both set in you know, the 19th century. So instead, I got to watch uh, Dracula AD 1972, which sounded much more impressive in 1972. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it's not BC and AD now, is it? No, no, they've changed, haven't they? Yeah, yeah they have. Oh, what is it then? It's gone mad. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's common era, isn't it? Yeah, something like that, Before yeah. Common era, so it's BC A now. Oh, you, you, you beta cucks <laughs> don't like the BC and AD. Yeah, so it's the four common era. Okay. So, uh, so Hammer, after you know, so uh, Curse of Frankenstein, which we were just talking about, was made in the late fifties, and then a number of of other. I mean, they did Dracula, they did the Mummy, they did um, like uh, zombies. Uh, there's so many Hammer horror films, and but as we creep through the sixties and into the seventies, they become slightly more exploitationist yeah. in their treatment of say women. So. Yeah. 
there's, there's more focus on pretty women yeah. with low cut yeah. dresses on. And um, there were a lot of cleavage shots in that one. There like, was, there was, and they were all kind of women lying down, kind of like yeah, yeah. yeah let's so, just get a good shot of those. That, <laughs> those. Uh, of so those by the time, so so by the time that um, Dracula AD. 1972 was made. Um, Hammer were kind of dabbling in kind of soft, porny type effects, but then Carry On, uh, the Carry On films were actually doing the same thing at the time. It was kind of like, hey, we can show breasts now, let's go mental. And it, it was kind of a bad idea. And it's kind of like the beginning of the end of both of the series is when they kind of go down more into this exploitation route. And AD 1972 updates the story of Dracula and brings him back to kind of swinging London. Um, did you enjoy Swinging London in Dracula AD 1972? Um, so I, I was quite shocked there was an interracial sex scene in it. I was like, oh there my is, goodness, this, yeah. this is amazing. This is right up my... <laughs> how did they get my, <laughs> my porn sex history? But anyway, <laughs> with that to one side, there was a lot of cleavage shots. Like, um, So the what was her name? The, 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 um, oh, the Van Helsink Descendant. The actress was Stephanie Beecham. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, I was thinking, like, I, I thought she was going to do something more than just have her breast fondled and her <laughs> ass grabbed. And it, it didn't materialise more than that. She no. just she just had the Veil Helsinki blood flowing through her. Yes, yes. But that was about it. That was her her usefulness to the story, which was which has aged terribly poorly. It has. Uh, there's a lot of films made around that time yeah. where you kind of get 40, 50-year-old uh People to work on films trying to, um, you know, uh, bring the sexy back. Yeah, yeah, and kind of thinking they can, and, they're and, young and that they can write about young people and they know what it's like at yeah. a young person's party. And then they just turn it, and into, they don't. <laughs> they just turn it into soft porn. Yeah, and the, those those sexy parties that you see in, in many films are. They always look very bad. It's yeah. just all dancing. It's just yeah. like everyone just... Yeah. It, must really so exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, it must have been so exhausting being at those parties. <laughs> where just, and that was about it. <laughs> there was no conversation. It was dancing. Okay, let's go and sex. Well, it, was, it was just like close-up <laughs> shots of sh- long legs and short skirts. And yeah. it, it, it was quite bizarre. So... I don't remember the storyline much about it. I just remembered the different scenes yeah. where women were being grabbed. I was thinking, okay, you just want to bite her neck. Why do you need to fondle her breast at the same time? So obviously this guy not only just is a vampire. something to grab. Yeah, exactly. You're not only a vampire, but you're obviously a sexual deviant as well. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was just completely odd. And yeah, it, women were pure objects in this film. Yeah, they they yeah. weren't, they were there. To, were they even there to be saved? No, they were there to look good. Yeah, and, and that was it. You know, mm-hmm. and and it's Peter Cushing gets to save everyone because Peter Cushing does. Yeah, and, and there was uh, there was definitely no, <laughs> no, no. What's it called? S- safe relationships person on set back then. No, that no. they have now. <laughs> I mean, well, would you? I mean, if you compare the two films, um, the early early Hammer, like uh, the Frankenstein film, or later Hammer, like Dracula, which which do you think is um, comes across better now? I hate to say it, but the 50s one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even then, the women were treated quite poorly in, in that <laughs> film. You want a relationship? I'll kill you, bitch. Type thing in the 1950s. But yeah, like, I, I don't know how, with time, they got, in terms of uh, being socially progressive, they just got worse. They got, 
yeah, yeah. socially regressive yep. in, in the 70s, where it was the, the time of free love and hippy-dippy stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, how did you end up treating women worse, in a sense? It, 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 yeah, it, was, it was such an odd thing to see in comparison, especially when you're coming from the same movie house or, or production house, whatever it is. What did you think, Jamie, as, as the only woman here? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, as you said, it's regressive. And it. The, the thing is, is that through the years, you know, there's always this roundabout circle thing of, you know, you can't exploit women and then you start ex- exploiting women and then you can't exploit women and then you end up exploiting women. And there's this never-ending circle of y- yes, no, it's going to start happening again, and it always keeps creeping back, you know. And even 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 now, we're we're in this whole, you know, don't exploit women. But I have no doubts that give it another ten, five ten years, it'll start creeping back again. Yeah, because that's what happens. Do you think? Because I, it seems to me that a lot has changed in the last few years for the better, and it might actually be yeah, a but permanent. They, they probably fought that back in the fifties as well, and then it but crept you can, you back can, again. You can see a slow kind of. Although the seventies representation isn't great, I mean, yeah, I mean, Van Helsing's granddaughter. She had a bit more agency in that film than I think she would have done if she was in the Frankenstein film. I mean, she was able. She went out to parties. I don't think any of the girls in the Frankenstein film would have gone out to parties. So she had more of a life than them. So it showed kind of girls having more of a life in the in the probably in the seventies one than did. Yeah, the- but I mean, like, were these films? Both made around the same time. What no, were... no, that's like like fourteen years apart. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But I think um, in terms of it's more of a sign of the times. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have thought like in terms of the agency part, she she was still in a, a patriarchal system. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think yeah, there was progression. That, oh, she's allowed to go and party. Like definitely, the the little girl that got sold off to her cousin in Frankenstein definitely would have been out. To but she of... still needs to be saved. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like. It was yeah, a sign yeah. of the times, yeah. but yeah. Progression. Yeah, literally there was some progression, but still she was still under the, the the thumb of the men around her. What is, going back to what Jamie was saying about today, like I know with the whole Me Too movement, people saying, oh yeah, we need to protect women, we need to protect women. we're going to have safer relationships person on, yeah. on set. But, It'll slip but, again. That yeah. whole thing will slip again. What what I'm finding is that a lot of it gets pushed. It's going to be under more, uh, under the cloak of darkness. Like the, the issue that I have with these films back then is that if that's what's happened to women on camera, heaven forbid what's happening behind yeah, the camera yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Whereas now women are, are being portrayed a bit more, better on camera but they're still being harassed behind the scenes and we saw that with Weinstein and stuff like that so I think uh, even with what Joss Whedon's a different different story though he's he's just a bully he's just a bully yeah like he bullied men and women but I think he had Mm. particular viciousness towards women and we saw that when he was uh, executive producer on the Buffy series Mm -hmm. like saying to women you're pregnant why the fuck are you getting pregnant I'm gonna ruin your career that type of stuff yeah exactly yeah so yeah, I think there is a particular viciousness that men have for women in 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 the film industry and TV industry. But 
it in terms of what happened in the seventies, yeah, I it just made me feel uncomfortable just just watching it, and I was thinking like. Dude, like you're biting her neck. Why do you need to grab her ass? Like this is just ridiculous now. Like there's, there's... do you think? Probably I mean, did that scene a few times. Yeah. I mean, do you think? I mean, we're talking about horror films. Do you think they? Did you find either of them scary? No, no, that's no. what I'm saying. Horror's not scary. It's not horror. Do you, do you think it would have been scary in 1971 or 1950? Maybe the music. I mean, like it's it's like you know there were, there's a clip I saw. A while ago, and they had a picture of a, sh- a shark swimming. Yeah, and they played it with different music. Okay, and yeah. and, and the, the fear of sharks came with the music. Yeah, not, yeah, sure. Not with the actual shark swimming. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that when you kind of look back to film back then, they did rely. M- much Great score. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It was uh, yeah. about the music, I creating mean, the atmosphere, creating the sense of urgency, cre- and that's filmed today suspense, as well. Yeah, suspense. I mean, when I was gonna. When I decided to do Hammer Horror, there was a British horror film that I also wanted to kind of do, but which is a uh, polar opposite to um, uh, the Hammer Horror films, which is a film called Peeping Tom, which came out in 1962 uh, or 1960. And about around the same time as Didn't Psycho. Just peep, did he? Sorry? Didn't did he? just peep, did he? <laughs> no. Uh, he came out around the same time as Psycho, and it's, it's a similar thing. It's about a serial killer who murders women by using a portable film camera to record the dying expressions of terror. So you actually become implicit in the in the murders of the women because you're watching it through his camera with him. So it's a completely different kind of well, way of approaching horror. And it's probably, I mean, it's a much better horror film than probably most of the Hammer films. So the Peeping Tom isn't the serial killer, it's the people watching the, the yeah, murder. Yeah, I mean, it's direct, it was directed by Michael Powell, who's very famous for his um, uh, partnership with... Um, Pressburger. They made a number of films together, including uh, The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp and uh, uh, what do you call it? The One of the Nuns on the side of the... What's the Nuns? Um, they recently got remade with um, Gemma thingy. Oh, what's it called? No, I can't remember. Sister offhand. Act. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only nun one I knew. <laughs> exactly. No, anyway, so they were famous for being like big, proper filmmakers. And then Michael Powell made this, this much smaller film kind of you know this this little psychological horror film which is completely different and uh, um i wonder what it, it never really it, it was disowned at the time by uh you know everyone hated it everyone thought it was rubbish but then psycho came out and it's basically, basically the same story well but the same themes and everything and psycho is loved and peeping tom is completely forgotten what? and i wonder if peeping tom would be more of a success whether hammer horrors would have become slightly more sophisticated but well, they didn't well, well even with what you just described i think that type of film would only be scary for women like i don't think as a man watching women being murdered would be no, scary no, to okay. me yeah yeah like i think yeah. a woman it would be more visceral for women watching that and i think again it, it, it creeps into the alfred hitchcock era that women are just used as cannon fodder on yeah. in these type yeah. of horror films um, All the male gaze. Yeah, exactly. And I was going to say, the only thing scary about that 1972 film was for anyone back then would have been seeing an interracial sex scene on t- <laughs> in the mainstream. That would have been that the scariest thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 What the hell? Big Britain, news. Britain is losing its sensibility <laughs> type thing. But nothing else was scary about that. Yeah. I think 
after that was when I guess he was having a fight with the dude and like there was a bit of sun there and he was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to get burned. Like, <laughs> like, that's as scary as it got in those. I can't imagine back then being scared by anything. In yeah. Especially- Although it's weird because when you think of the, the 30s Universal, the American horror, uh, horror films, they're quite creepy and much creepier than Hammer films, mm. which are much more kind uh, of, well... It's over the top, really, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, then. So we had a look at Hammer Horror there. Um, of course, Hammer, Hammer, Hammer kind of died out over the seventies, but then um, it, it also came back um, this century with such films as Beyond the Rave, Let Me In, The Resident, The Woman in Black, The Quiet Ones, and The Lodge. And so they're still operating as, as a horror a film studio again now, producing like newer British. Which are, I mean, I've seen The Woman in Black. I'm sure you've all seen The Woman in Black. No. No. Not oh, yet. okay. So that's very good. It's um, been on my cards to watch for forever. Is it? <laughs> so, I just don't do horrors like but that. But I keep I, on getting homework. Yeah. No, that's the thing. <laughs> I only only watch horrors if I have to do it for a podcast, basically. Okay. Sorry. He's going to force us to watch, watch it now. <laughs> that's your so, opportunity. That's our look at Hammer. Hammer's still going, which I think is good. Yeah. I mean... Bond is still going, Hammer's still going. Only Carry On has dropped out of the... Um... Well, because ha- how do you do a Carry On film without, like, seeing women in bras? Oh, don't... In yeah. skimpy outfits. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, thank you for joining me to have a little chat about British horror. Uh, thank you, Jamie. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Malachi. It's been a pleasure. Uh, uh, join us next time when we again go somewhere in the world to look at their horror uh, heritage. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.